What is up, everybody? Uh, you know this is Dense Pixels. You know that I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. And Carrie. What's up? And look, we're a day late uh, because we originally planned on recording this yesterday, and then uh, 19 children were murdered at an elementary school in Texas. And I don't think any of us were really particularly feeling like uh, yucking up about the video game industry after that. Um, nah. Uh, if you'd like to hear my extended thoughts on this along with Jay's, uh, I'm recording Look Forward right after this, and I'm still uh, pretty good and mad. So uh, if you're looking for extended uh, politics talk, we're not going to belabor the point too much here on this show. Uh, but since you guys don't have Look Forward to be on this week, uh, if there's anything that you care to say and nothing is fine as well, um, the floor is yours briefly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say that hasn't already been said. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not quite at let's just burn the whole thing down and start over again. But like, I don't have any other options. Right. <laughs> so if you came to me with like, let's just burn it down and start over. I'm like, all right, I get it. Uh, you know. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say, man. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, like, look, I ain't got kids and I ain't going to have kids. Um, but, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how we can, like, keep doing this, you know? <laughs> like, we're, we're, we just let kids die because we worship the mighty gun, um, in this country. And I think it's indicative of how, how poisoned this country really is in a lot of ways. Um, uh, there was a, a a tweet I saw earlier that I fully agree with, which is, listen, there are plenty of responsible gun owners who just enjoy hunting or going to the range. And I want to make it clear that I don't care at all. And those people can find another fucking hobby. <laughs> That's where I'm at at this point. No one, no one needs, no one needs guns. We, we really don't. The second amendment was written when we were still concerned of like the British coming back. Yeah. And we don't really the the not, bullet the not. bullet had not yet been invented when the Second Amendment was written. Yeah, like not not just like the not just the semi-automatic or automatic gun, but the bullet, the invention of the yeah. of of uh, you know modern ammunition. Yeah, so, so I'm just it's hard not to feel like just completely worn out by it at this point because it's like it's it's every fucking week now right it's like we had the incident in the buffalo supermarket last week right that wasn't that i'm not just making that up that was literally a week ago and now we've got another you know dozen and a half literal children dead but no one in this country with any degree of power wants to actually do anything so like here's the thing carrie there was a shooting in between those two shootings. How fucked up <laughs> is that? That like, there's so many of them that they all simply blur together at this point. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, man. Jesus Christ, man. But yeah. So again, look forward uh, in your podcast feed, look forward show.com uh, to get much more discussion on this later with me and Jay. Um I would say that's the end of the politics talk on your video game show, but just getting started. <laughs> Im impossible, <laughs> impossible uh, in this day and age. Uh, but some good news, some good news um, to lead the show off. We have for the first time a contingent of workers that work at a video game 
developer uh, in the United States uh, have unionized. Uh, Raven's soft, Raven Software's QA team uh, voted on unionization. Uh, it was 18 to 3 in favor of unionization. And so they have formed a union. Uh, the next steps, of course, are to uh, negotiate with a contract with uh, Activision Blizzard and I guess by by proxy Microsoft uh, eventually. Um, but it will shock no one at all to learn uh, that Activision Blizzard was doing just about everything that they could uh, to make sure that this vote a didn't happen. And if it did happen, that enough people voted against it to, uh, to I knock mean, we it literally down. talked about this last week that they were caught union busting again. And that's why they, they were like, look at our diversity tool. Look over here. Yeah. Don't, don't look at this. Look at this. Yes. Uh, the national labor relations board announced that it quote found merit to allegations that Activision Blizzard allegedly threatened employees for discussing working conditions, wages, and ongoing investigations under the guise of a quote, overly broad social media policy, according to a statement, uh, that the national labor relations board sent over to Polygon. Um, yeah, they were trying to make this not happen as much as possible. Um, and there's not much more to the story. Like we don't have dire specifics here, but again, it's, it's common, you know, commonly said about a lot of things in this country that, uh, if they didn't, if it wasn't a big deal, they wouldn't try so hard to stop you from doing it. Like they, like it's most commonly heard when it, when it comes to, you know, voter suppression of especially black people in this country. Um, and that's why it's a big deal. Unionization is no different. Like companies can care, you know, can sit there and say, oh, it's not a big deal if people form unions. But the fact that they go to such great lengths to stop it from happening tells you that it's really not in the corporation's interest uh, to have that happen under their umbrella, which means more than likely it's usually going to be a pretty good thing for workers. Yeah, I just um I like like why would I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of speechless about everything, man, cuz like even the thing that I love, right? Video games, I use it as an escape. Mm-hmm. Uh and I can't I can't escape because I I because contrary to what uh Contrary to what, uh, you know, people who are pro-gun and anti-everything uh, else, um, I, I, I do have a brain. Uh, and and um, video games don't rot it, right? Like, mm. um, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for the argument that, uh, well, this, this psycho who was, who murdered uh, 20 kids, uh, well, he played video games and, that's why like i'm, I'm waiting like for they, that same they, hired ass argument you know, they've like, already uh they've already they've already brought up all the greatest yeah, they, they've already trotted that shit out yeah i mean what 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 cracks me up about that argument these days is that the most popular games in the world right now are like minecraft and roblox which are games that are focused on like creativity and collaboration <laughs> But we're still out here being like, uh, video games, they'll fuck you up. 
Oh, God. Um, but yeah, look, um, unions, I don't think are uh, a bad thing. Um, now, if you're one of those selfish gamers who are like, well, I need my game the day that you advertise it. And like, if you got butt hurt over Starfield getting delayed. Oh, um, boy. You are you, then. Then you probably don't care about uh, the the rights and and well being of the people making your games. Um, so unions probably aren't a good thing for you. But like for people with uh, empathy, you know, and 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 um, who who understand that uh, the people making your games are human. Uh, there's a human being behind that on the other side of that angry tweet. Um, this is a good thing for them. Um, nobody think about your shitty job, right? Think about your shitty job for a second and think about like you work hard on your shitty job and, and it's the same for them, right? Like it might not be a shitty job to them, but like they shouldn't be treated like shit just because they have their dream job. You know, like Here, I, I here's, just, let me let me help you equate it even even more. So like let's say your job is let, let's say there's things about your job that you really don't like. Let's say that you feel like you're underpaid. Let's say that you feel like some of your working conditions aren't, you know, aren't ideal and up or or up to snuff and things of that nature. Now, if you feel that way, chances are other people that you work with also feel that way. <clears throat> but the challenge is if you go to management individually and say, hey, I want to raise, I want better working conditions. I want this out of the other. You're probably not going to be very successful. But if many of you all go to management and say, we want raises collectively, we want better working conditions collectively. It forces them to take notice. That's the whole point of collective bargaining. And that's why unions are important. The reason why corporations have worked so hard to, weaken unions in American labor society over the past pretty much like, you know, four decades at this point is because they understand that not having a collective working together to improve pay, working conditions, you know, things of that nature is a lot easier for corporations to hold you back. Like the, everyone talks about like, Oh, the good old days of the fifties, sixties, you know, in the seventies to some extent where America was so economically prosperous. That's in large part because of unionization. Yeah. Like you could be a factory worker at like an automotive plant in the fifties and support a family of four and have a house and have a car and have food on the table every night. And not be scraping like a by. On a single income, too. On a single income, yeah. Your your yeah. your wife your wife stayed your wife home. Could, your wife could stay at home. Yeah. And raise the kids by herself. And that that, that doesn't happen kids. anymore. No. Because we've lost in in large part part of which because we've lost this union culture that the United States used to be, and I I feel like that the that the worm is starting to turn a little bit back in the in the other direction. Um, yeah. And I think that stuff, you know, stories like this are are a positive one. And again, I mean, like, we're, we're seeing it happen in in other industries as well. We're seeing Starbucks unions come to fruition. We're seeing Amazon for, uh, unions start to come up as well. So I like to think 
that at large we're going to be moving back to that because it is largely beneficial for the most amount of people. The only people who it's not beneficial are for are the two douchebags at the top <laughs> who make money off of you know off of stiffing their workers on fair yeah. compensation. So so yeah, good good for Activation Blizzard. Um, I hope this starts uh or more specifically good for the folks at raven um hopefully this starts somewhat of a domino effect like we've again seen in um other companies like like amazon and whatnot and uh yeah i mean no one no one likes reading about crunch culture but it still happens so frequently and the only way that we're going to get rid of crunch culture among numerous other cultural issues in the video game industry um is is through unionization so i'm i'm glad this but is here's, starting to happen but but here's the thing right no one likes to read about it that's, that's it true. i mean that's it yeah that's it because that like, means that they have to confront the fact that they're giving money to a company that engages in such behavior right like when when people don't have a problem if they people just want their game to come out when they say it's going to come out crunch be damned yeah. they want it to be they want it to be perfect right they want it to be perfect they want it to come out the the night before they say it's supposed to be the mid, midnight on the day yeah. it's supposed to be released but they don't want to hear about like people being people working you know double shifts and 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 sleeping in offices and shit like they don't want to hit they don't want to know how the sausage is made they just want to <laughs> eat their fucking sausage and you can't have it both ways folks like no, if you true. are if if you are just virtue signaling you know like all right well fuck off but like if you really care like if you really care you won't complain when a game gets delayed. You won't complain when uh, a game has a couple of bugs that need to get patched. Like you won't do all the complaining that I see people do all the time. And look, I'm no better, right? I used to, I used to, I used to be like that. I used to be like that all the time. Hell, I was kind of like that when they said Spider Man was coming out in 2023, right? <laughs> and and uh, you know. But it is what it is, man. Like if you want these, if you if you give a shit about human beings and and working conditions, like people claim they do, um, stuff like this has to happen. Yeah. And guess what? And and guess what? Guess what? The price of games is going to keep rising, like it is. It and should have started rising fifteen years ago. And it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna keep rising and it's going to keep rising as a direct result of, you know, companies trying to, of people trying to unionize and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like we are going to have to pay that, but you know, I, mean, I also pay my taxes. So that, I don't have a problem like, with it. Like you can look at old adverts for video games from literally 25, 30 years ago and games that they were selling in the nineties were $60. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah, as, as I've said, as I've said many times in this podcast, I paid sixty nine ninety nine for my copy of Final Fantasy three, nay, <laughs> Final Fantasy six back in 1995. So it's, yeah. it's not like it's new. Um, no. Yeah, it's I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying here. Um, and you and you should want that. And look, 
there's so many fucking games right now. Every single person listening to this podcast right now has a backlog of games that they need to get to. So when it, when it, when a game gets delayed, <laughs> just play something in your backlog. Yeah, play something in your yeah. backlog. Um, some more good news. Frankly, I'm surprised this is just happening. Um, <laughs> me too. You can now choose your pronouns. Uh, in The Sims 4, EA is finally, well, not finally, but EA uh, added a uh, update to the game that allows you to choose your Sims pronouns. So you can go uh, they, them, she, her, he, him, uh, or create your own, apparently, if you want to create uh, custom pronouns. Yeah. So good. Yeah, you don't you don't really think about you don't really think about that. Until it's until someone points it out to you, right? Like I used to, yeah. play, I used to play Sims a long time ago, man, and and it was you know a pretty, it was it was pretty robust back then when I used to play it. But like I can only imagine what it is now. And then, oh yeah, you've never we've never been able to like choose pronouns. I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they all did right, mm-hmm. but they speak Simlish, so we just couldn't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, all the text that crops up will feature pronouns as well. Um, I mean, the this is not the first time that uh, EA and uh, EA has tried to add more inclusive options into The Sims 4. Um, previously, the game used pronouns attached to body type, so using either the male or female g- gender symbols to choose. There are custom options in that panel that allow players to be more flexible with gender, choosing whether a Sims prefers masculine or feminine clothing. Can they get pregnant or do they sit while using the toilet? Uh, these updates were added in 2016 uh, and were, you know, widely celebrated by gender diverse players. Um, but, you know, the the non-binary community has still sort of had to suffer through having their their representation not being present in the game. So, um yeah, I mean, why not? If they can code it into the game, why not code it into the sure. game, right? Um, for people who don't care, it literally will not impact your experience whatsoever. Uh, but for those of us that do care, that's eh, cool. Why not? <laughs> and, and and for people that are hostile to it, they're probably not playing The Sims anyway. I'd have to. No, imagine. the people who are hostile yeah. to it are probably not spending a lot of time playing The Sims. <laughs> I feel like for me, like I played a lot of Sims when I was a kid because I didn't have a console, but, you know, I could I could play the Sims and Sims 2 on like the family PC. So I I did a lot of that and um, I completely passed over Sims 3. But when Sims 4 came out, I I played a decent bit of that. At this point, I simply like designing houses. (laughs) I watch a lot of HGTV. That's the only uh, reason I started playing the Sims, by the way, because I, I, I wanted to just build houses. And my father, my father, he was like, because he saw me doing it, and he was because I wanted to, much like uh, George Costanza, I always wanted to be an architect. <laughs> and my father, he saw it, and he was like, "Oh, Mike, Mike, you, yo, you, you designed that house." It's like, wow. And it's like, you, maybe you should study architecture. I'm like, this is not, this is not architecture. This is, this is a video game. This is, this is the simplest form of building a house that that there is. Like it's not. Oh, but uh, you know, it, it all starts from got to start somewhere. <laughs> like, all right, all right, man. All well, right. I mean, look, for a lot of people, I'm sure you know, designing homes in The Sims eventually did lead to a yeah. But a, Carrie, a I was 27. Okay, I was 27. 
<laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, I had already, I already have my. Already had a degree. degree. No, I understand that. <laughs> For me, it's like, look, I, I might season my food, but I am still a white woman at the end of the day, and I watch a lot of HGTV. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's exclusively a white woman thing. I think that's just a oh I'm a homeowner now I must I have to watch yeah. HGTV. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's certainly part of it. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I watch Love It or List It and House Hunters and and uh, Love It or List It. It's one of my least favorite shows because it's like sometimes sometimes what they pull off is cool, but I don't like the weird sexual tension between the hosts on that. Show. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> that's why I watch it. That's why I watch it. It's all fake, right? It's all fake. They've already chosen the house and all that bullshit, right? Like it's contrived, but I love all that weird sexual tension. Like, will they, won't they? Like that's, that's my, that's my 40 year old porn. That's, that's, that's what does it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sims good. Midlife Canadians. Uh, will they, won't they? This is my moonlighting. For God's sakes. That's a, that is a reference that I, I have to imagine like less than 3% of our listeners are going are gonna to get. Like I barely I get barely it. get it. And I was alive during that time. Christ. Wow. A plus, Micah. Uh, all right, folks. Look, we uh, uh, I can't do an Alex Jones, but uh uh, I'm going to try. I can't do one as well as Brad, but I'm going to try. Oh, uh, we, uh, this is, uh, this is a dead day operation here. Uh, you know, we got to keep the lights on. And, uh, the only way to do that is to, uh, go to densepizzle.com, uh, slash premium. When you go to densepizzle.com slash premium, uh, for $5 a month, $50 for the year, you get access to all the premium slate of podcasts. Uh, the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the man with the golden tongue, upstage stage conversations, and look for a political podcast. Me being a political man, uh, uh, those, uh, those two McCarty and Cole over there, they, uh, they don't really, uh, they don't really know what they're talking about. But, but it's interesting to, uh, listen to what two dummies have to say about politics in the world. Not like me, Alex Jones. I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm a genius. Uh, I'm a certified, uh, uh, stud. Uh, but it has been known to uh, uh, when you when you go to densepistols.com slash premium, uh, you have been known to make sure that the frickin frogs aren't gay and uh, and uh, it's 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 full of bone broth. All right, I can't I can't do this. I'm gonna say, I, I don't know. I don't know who uh, I don't know. I didn't hear anyone say Beetlejuice's name three times, but somehow he appeared. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> go to go to youtube.com slash dense pixels uh and subscribe and uh like and you can see uh my beautiful new lens uh that i have uh in my in my very hot uh office down here uh you can see uh brad's slightly overly lit uh face and you can see carrie uh and her purple highlights uh in in her hair um look you want to talk to uh, us and other like-minded individuals? Uh, go to densepixels.com slash fans and get invited to our Discord. Um, there you can talk about a number of things. And you can post in the post office uh, at any time. And we will go uh, back on the next show and read all of your uh, questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. It's going to be a good post office this week, too. Daniel keeps asking 
the hard hitting questions that <laughs> seek to divide us. So <laughs> Daniel's Daniel's awesome. Daniel is uh Daniel is uh single handedly uh providing uh very, very interesting content. Yes. Uh, for the, uh, for for the three of us. So so we'll uh hey. we'll get to that though. Um but not before we return to politics and and this one is kind of like this this particular topic is kind of near and dear to my heart. So there is a a wealth fund um called the Public Investment Fund. Which I, I covered this fund extensively during my brief period of time working as a yeah. financial reporter. So this is a very bizarre intersection for me. Well, it, 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 it they, they keep popping up into realms of my life because recently the public investment fund uh, purchased Newcastle United football club, Carrie's favorite club, as it, as mm. it happens. Um, it's true. <laughs> and uh, and so they have uh, they, they are now the owners of Newcastle. Um. And they're basically the 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 public investment fund is going around and buying their way into as many high profile businesses as possible. Um, they have a five percent stake in Capcom. Uh, they own almost all of SNK currently. Uh, they have smaller stakes in EA, Activision, Blizzard, Take Two, all these companies, and now they own five percent of Nintendo, which makes. It, Nintendo's fifth largest shareholder uh, investing close to $3 billion in Nintendo. And a lot of you might ask yourself, why is that a big deal? Who, what the heck is the public investment fund? Why does it matter? Well, the public investment fund is controlled uh, by Mohammed bin Salman, who just happens to be uh, the crown prince and de facto king, essentially of Saudi Arabia. And I have to say, for the record, that there's no evidence that the private investment fund is or the public investment fund is just a basic, you know, Saudi Arabian slush fund. Uh, that's nothing but a PR uh, tool for the kingdom to use. Um, but at the same time, the public investment fund is very much a slush fund. That is a PR tool that the kingdom uses uh, to improve their standing in the world so that people don't look at things like, Oh, I don't know. Terrible treatment of women, murdering of journalists, uh, you know, violent quelling of dissent and other things that uh, happens in Saudi Arabia uh, all the time. Yeah. Whole, whole lot of, a lot of human rights infractions going on over there and yeah, just, just Saudi a couple. Arabia. Yes. Just a few. And and now and now they own um you know a, a significant stake of your favorite video game company. Now, will this have any tangible impact on the product that Nintendo's put out? Probably not. No. Probably not. No, literally they like they they do this and they again, as you said, they own they own non small portions of numerous other high profile companies and i mean this is largely them trying to diversify in in the wake of the world at large starting to finally move away from oil a little bit um which is otherwise responsible for all of the country's wealth like all of it like literally all of it so look i mean honestly this could literally just be the result of one of their advisors being like Hey, we have a shot at buying another video game stock. Do we want to do it? And then someone going, yeah, 
cool. I don't, yeah. you know, I, I doubt this was them being like, we want to control what Mr. Nintendo is doing. Uh, no, this is them just <laughs> diversifying their fucking stock portfolio. So, yeah. But again, it just it just serves as a reminder that uh, though you may desire it, uh, you cannot escape politics no matter where you turn in the video game industry, even good old boy Nintendo. And someone said, like, this is a bad look for Nintendo. Look, Nintendo, it, like they they trade on the Kyoto Stock Exchange like it's a public stock exchange. They can't control and they can't dictate who can and cannot buy right. stock. It, um, I, it's not really a bad look for Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nothing look for something. Nintendo. It's yeah, just like, oh, just yeah. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not like Nintendo was like, hey, Nintendo didn't court Saudi Arabia right. to, to spend <laughs> right. money on them. It's like if you give um, us a billion dollars, we'll come to your uh, it will come to your capital city uh, once a year for ten years and perform for you. It's not like once, that. Once right? once 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 a year if you're if it's a bad year, typically it's twice. Right, that's right. It's two years. It's yeah. two years. Every, they just they just, two, they uh, just announced the uh, November show. <laughs> Jesus. The wrestle the wrestle <laughs> company did recently. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So well. I mean, but, but again, this, this not to get too far down the path, but I mean, it's, it is quite like the Saudi Arabian government is pressing hard to like, you know, get into legitimately and and popular businesses and, and it's, it's, it's whitewashing. Like it's, well, not whitewashing is probably not the right word, but it's like they, for when they bought Newcastle, like everyone called it like sports washing, like, like, like you're using this big shiny thing to distract from, from all the other bad things. Uh, yeah, I mean, know. that's that's probably part of it for sure. It's it's just a yeah. PR move for, yeah. for them. And look, but, it, gets, it mean, gets them invited to the table. It lets them be present at like, you know, these super upscale events and things of that nature and, and bullshit like that. It's it's gross. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there really is nothing uh, that we can do about it because they have the money. And yeah, I mean, they're going to throw it out. So ultimately, like. What is just as likely to happen is that they're going to be unhappy with something with Nintendo and sell all that stock a year from now and put that money into something else because that's just how finance works. Yeah. So. So we'll see on that. But I just like I said, I just found it interesting because they in many walks of life uh, in things that I pay attention to, they just seem to be uh, popping up more and more as we go. Uh, speaking of people popping up in unwanted places. Carrie, why oh don't you boy. go ahead and take the next story? Sure. Uh, this week in uh, Cops or Shitheads, um, former Los Angeles police officer Evan Baltiera was arrested this week for stalking and harassing a Twitch streamer who uh, primarily, uh, who goes by the name Nolly Online, who primarily streams World of Warcraft. Uh, Baltiera had been stalking and harassing her since 2020. Uh... He had been threatening her, her boyfriend, and their families with violence, as well as spreading images with her face being edited onto naked bodies. Because, you know, normal people do these sort of things every day, right? Normal, well-adjusted, upstanding citizens who work for the police do these sort of things all the time. Uh, in any case, the uh, the har- harassment escalated. Um, a restraining order was filed. Uh, a civil agreement was signed by Baltier saying he would stop harassing the streamer. But lo and behold, he did not actually stop. Um, he doxed her, you know, do all sorts of shit. Um, anyway, 
this guy uh, was arrested by the FBI, found, uh, apparently they, the FBI found many saved photoshopped nudes of the streamer, as well as evidence that he owns the email address from which a uh, number of harassing images had originated. Uh, he faces, unfortunately, what is only a five-year maximum sentence in federal prison if convicted. So... I hope he goes to jail. I hope he has a fun time in jail. But you know what's the fucked up thing? Is he will get out of jail, and because he's a fucking former cop and former Marine, he will ha- find no problem finding a job elsewhere. Again, I, I I remind you of my uh, my one of my great life theories, perhaps my greatest life theory, is that if 5% of the general population are fucking gross assholes, then 5% of every of any subsection of that population is going to be gross assholes. Uh, and unfortunately when it comes to like law enforcement, things like that, uh, those guys have a lot of tools uh, at their disposal that normal people don't have. That makes it easier for them to be really gross assholes. So yeah, unfortunate. God damn, this is a real fucking downer of a day, man. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry about that. <laughs> nah, look, it's not your fault that psychos running around stalking women and shit. Like, like really, like really, like with with technology the way it is, and like you, you got access to any anybody, and and you got access to like pics and shit. Like, do you need to stalk people? Do you it's, need to stalk people? Well, like I said, it's it's an interesting phenomenon that has been exacerbated by. Especially, you know, the uh, the popularity of video apps, especially social video apps like, you know, YouTube, Twitch, things of that nature, um, that I have to imagine that the ability to have, like, these parasocial relationships with personalities has just, like, increased by magnitudes over what it used to be back in the day. Like, I mean, you used to get, you know, shit like, um, I don't remember which... Uh, which murder it was. I think it was the guy that killed John Lennon. Like, you know, like it was in love with like Jodie Foster um, or, or some shit like that. Like that was, you know, bad enough. And that's just when you go, you know, went to see a Jodie Foster movie once every, (laughs) every couple of years. That's what I'm saying. Like at least back then, I I mean, I, this is going to sound like I'm trying to justify stalking. I'm not trying to justify stalking, but like at least back then, like there was some like real distance, Mm -hmm. right? Like you couldn't just Google Jodie Foster, unzip your pants and have a good time or whatever he wanted to do. Right. Like, like now you can like, like I, I need more people to masturbate. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I need more people like post nut clarity is a thing folks. And, and I'm going to need people to, I'm going to need As opposed to, to the pre nut psychosis. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm gonna need people to just masturbate, get it out of your system, and then you're like, "Yeah, what the fuck was I thinking?" I uh, <laughs> if it wasn't such like a serious week, <laughs> that would probably be the title of the show. I don't think I can justify titling the show <laughs> that we think we think you should masturbate, and then opening the show talking about you know, the murder of 19 children. <laughs> Not great. So. But just know that in a normal week, that's that's probably what the show title would be. <laughs> oh, put it man. in the liner notes. <laughs> we need sub. We need we need subheadings. That's what we need. We need subheadings. Um, we also need you to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon uh, and buy some stuff. Like I'm at densepixels.com slash Amazon right now, 
And you know what you should buy? You should buy a uh, you should buy a Wacom uh, Intuos wireless graphics drawing tablet uh, for Mac, PC, Chromebook, and Android, uh, medium or large, and you should send it to me because I'm in the market for one. Um, but you should only do it if you're going to densepixels.com slash Amazon because going to densepixels.com slash Amazon is the only way to access Amazon, uh, uh, the Amazon storefront. Uh, it's, it's a deal that uh, we worked out with uh, good old Jeff, J-Dog, as uh, we call him. Um, and yeah, that's the only way to purchase anything from Amazon is to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. So you do that, helps yourself out, helps me out, helps Carrie out, helps Brad out, helps J-Dog out, and uh, everybody's happy. Excellent. Um, new release week. There's some stuff that came out. Uh, Nino Kuni Cross Worlds, which is a mobile game that's also coming to PC, uh, releases. Roller Champions, which is a game that Ubisoft has had like on the shelf for like four years, uh, comes to play PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Um, think Rocket League, but like Roller Derby. Uh, Sniper Elite 5 comes to PS, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, Arcade Spirits, the new challengers, comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Cal the Kangaroo comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, the Top Gun free add-on to Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, comes to Xbox and PC. So if you wanted to fly uh, in Maverick's uh, plane, you can do that. Uh, and then Pac-Man Museum Plus comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, we're not quite at the free games for the month. That'll probably be on next week's show. But uh, we do have some information on what is coming to Game Pass uh, next month if you have an Xbox. Uh, For Honor Marching Fire Edition is coming on June 1st. And then Assassin's Creed Origins is going to be there a week later. And then on 20, June 21st, uh, Shadowrun Returns, a remaster of the Shadowrun trilogy, uh, is going to be available on Xbox Game Pass. So, again, more good shit uh, coming to Xbox, even if you're not getting those first-party games uh, in a timely fashion as you would want to. We go to the post office. And we are asked a question by Jace. Who says, quick question, is it just me or are RPGs nowadays long in the tooth? Um, I maybe. Yeah, maybe like I don't I don't need an RPG. I don't necessarily need. I think I think, Jace, I don't know how old you are, but I think you're growing up and you have way more responsibilities now <laughs> and you don't have time to sit around and play a hundred hour RPG. And look, I 100% understand yeah. the reason I fell off of persona the first time is because it came out or I bought it in a time where like it was super busy. And the only reason I uh, went back to it is because it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and, and I had uh, extra time to, to sit there and play an RPG that literally took me like a hundred and, 13 hours and I still didn't get everything out of it. Yeah. Um, well, he, he also asked, what is the ideal length uh, for an RPG in our opinion? It depends. Like I think there are RPGs that are perfect at 15 to 20 hours. And I think there are RPGs that are perfect at 80 to a hundred hours. And I think it largely depends on how the game is structured because like, you know, 
Golden Sun, I can sit and finish in 11 hours. It's shorter if I'm feeling particularly motivated. Um, you know, I can I can do that in a single sitting. And I think it's great, obviously. Um, but I think Golden Sun is just as good of an RPG as Persona, which tend to run 80 to 100 hours. Then you've got plenty of stuff in between. Like a lot of your Final Fantasies are closer to like 40 to 50 hours to uh, start to finish. So... I don't think, you know, if if the game is good, if it's structured well, if it's paced well, then sure, fucking go 100 hours. I'll play all of it and I'll enjoy every second of it. Um, but if you can tell the story in 40, don't waste a lot of time trying to stretch it to 60. Looking at you bravely default. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think that's the, I, think, <laughs> I think that's the key, though, is that it's carries bang on as far as like what content are you are you delivering it? How are you telling that story? Like, so he, he mentions he's working through ghost of Tsushima and he wants to wrap up the story. Um, but he said he's around 70 hours. I finished ghost of Tsushima in like 45 hours. And I actually hundred percent of the game in 45 hours. So I'm not, I, huh. I maybe, maybe you're just taking, taking, uh, the scenic route through the game. Whereas I was like, kind of, kind of losing it. But I, I finished the main campaign in that game, uh, in about 35 hours, give or take. Now there came a point where, that I do with all RPGs where I get about two thirds through and I'm like, all right, I'm either stopping playing or I'm just going to mainline, <laughs> mainline the rest of the story because I need to fucking get done. Um, I mean, ideally for me, I, I, I probably cap like I start, unless your story is so compelling that I'm just like sucked in. I'm usually losing interest around hour 40 or 50. If, if you're belaboring the point a little bit. I mean, the reason why I don't mind the Atlas RPGs going that long is because I feel like Atlas does a really good job at creating a full cast of characters that you want to go out of your way to spend one-on-one time with, Um, which is why those games run that long is because you're doing all these little side things and whatnot. Like, sure, you can say, you know, fuck the social links. I'm just going to blast through and you can do that, but... Yeah, you miss out necessarily along the spirit of the game, you know. You miss out on thirty hours of content doing that something. Right. Um, So I I don't I don't know that I would necessarily sit here and say like there's a there's a sweet spot or an ideal length for RPGs as a genre because RPGs are so diverse. Um I mean Skyrim is not Skyrim and Persona are both RPGs, but Mm -hmm. they are not even remotely the same game. I don't um, I don't I will never understand how people can pump like 200 hours into one save file on Skyrim. I don't get it because because like 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 you're exhausting the narrative content in that game at like 100 hours. Max. Yeah, I, look, I just I like it's all about the like how deep the world goes and just being like, all right, what's around this corner? Where have I not been before? Like I can see on my map that there's an icon that that's there but i haven't discovered it yet so what's mm-hmm. over there um and that's what's addicting to me about those kind of games yeah so uh ak houston asks or says uh, i like video games but probably spend about 100 hours a year playing solo uh, i have an eight-year-old who's into games on the switch so i play with him when he'll have me how do you real gamers plan to balance out your own gaming with or around your kids uh potential interests so me, me and Carrie are unfortunately out on this question because Carrie is childless and my child does not play games uh, the same way that I play games. Uh, but Micah, this is something that you will probably have to think about uh, in the coming years. 
So how 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 do you plan on balancing uh, gaming with your son versus gaming on your own? Um, kind of how I do it now, where you know we get him to bed toot sweet. <laughs> I, I keep him on a regiment, and um, seven thirty, we're getting up there. Right, we're getting ready. Uh, we are in the bed. Uh, we are in our night clothes and and all that good stuff. Uh, by ten of eight, uh, at ten of eight, we sit down. Uh, we read a book. Um, we talk about our day. At eight fifteen, you 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 got to use the bathroom one last time. And at eight twenty, your head better hit that fucking pillow. <laughs> that, when when I wanna when I want time to myself. If I'm not spending time with the wife or, you know, at 830, I'm down here doing what I want to do. Um, now, if he gets into video games, I'm not going to like steer him away from it. But uh, but if he gets into it, um, I'll I'll figure out uh, what type of games I want him to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want him to play like shooting games and stuff when when he's just starting. Right. But um, I'll I'll think of something, and um, we'll we'll play together. But I also don't want him to to like like right now he has a tablet, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like, can I have a tablet? Can I have a tablet? Like he's addicted to it, and it's like no, you don't need the tablet <laughs> to eat your food, right? So I gotta I gotta I gotta balance it. I gotta make yeah. sure he doesn't get addicted to it. That 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 part is tough. We're 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 detoxing my son right now on Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, it just, it just got it, it. It went to the extreme. So, but it's 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 working pretty well. All right. So, so here's Daniel. Um, Daniel, of course, asking, you know, cake, you know, cake or pie, and and Mike and Carrie showing their ass on, on the last oh, time oh, that everybody us. was on. Us. Sure. <laughs> okay, sure. And uh, and I feel like we're headed this way again. So I'm I'm super curious. Uh, Daniel just asked us, "What is your thermostat set at?" I'm very curious. What sub 60 degree temperature you're the white people's thermostat is at. (laughs) So, so during the summer, we set it at 78. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you kidding me? 78? We have, we have a small house. All right. Like I live in a, I live in a rancher. Um, so it, it, it doesn't take a lot to keep our house particularly cool. Um, sometimes we'll go down to 76 if it's a particularly hot day. Uh, and in the winter, it's like 68. Um, all right. That, uh, I'm, I'm down with the 68 in the winter. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's all well and good. Micah, what is your summertime, uh, temperature? What is our, uh, thermostat set at? I think our, th- I think our thermostat is set at either it's, it fluctuates between, uh, uh, it's usually set at like 76 um and very rarely do we do we take it down to 74 you guys are insane <laughs> you guys are both fucking crazy i mean like, Listen, i supplement that like we've got ceiling fans and whatnot like i don't, I ca- I don't care i, I don't care all day in my little white girl like barely there fucking booty shorts I, like i just li- <laughs> god has seen fit to bless man with Freon-based cooling. 
And we live in like one of the most humid fucking hellholes like imagined on this earth when it shouldn't be. Like we're far enough north that we shouldn't be subject to this level of fucking depravity as far as the humidity goes in fucking Maryland. And you guys take this bountiful gift that's brought down to you from the heavens and science. And you say, you know what? I'm going to run it at 78. I'm going to run it at 76 during the summertime. I could be sitting here comfortable and instead i'm gonna be fucking sweating my nuts off because i don't want to run my heating bill up too much 72 degrees is the correct air conditioning temperature 72 72 once again once again brad off on an island somewhere in the frigid white north out of here, man! No, yo, no. We, I, and that is, and that is exactly why I have my thermostat set where it is because I do not want to pay Pepco any more than I have. Yeah, to I pay. know that's why it's set where it is. <laughs> you know why it might set where mine is because I fucking I can afford to pay BGs some fucking money to, to be comfortable in my house all day, and yet even then, with the seventy-two degrees, I still have the ceiling fans going. I'm still wearing my fucking basketball shorts around the house because. Yes, 72. And it's 72 because I'm feeling generous. When I'm in the hotel room, you better believe that shit's on 65. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. I'm in a hotel room? Yes. Dude, I can't fucking deal with AC. Absolutely. I I fucking freeze my balls off. Yeah. I can't deal with that shit. You kidding me? No. I like on a day like today, no AC on. Windows open. Fans on. No need for AC. <laughs> my 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 AC is on from fucking April to October. Like that. No, like that, that's right. that's how we're living in this house. If it is, if it is between, we got a baseball season of AC. <laughs> if it is between sixty-two and eighty degrees, no AC on. Windows open. Fans on. You guys are insane. Oh, what the hell is no, wrong man. with all of you? No, like, Plus, I, like I, I live with someone. Breeze, I, live, I live with someone from Central Florida. Like she loves the heat. Like that's all it is. That's that's and 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 like, nah, man. I'm cheap, and she's from Central Florida. So I no seventy seventy five seventy six. That feels about right. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants that. Nah, no seventy two too cold. Get out of here. Yeah, seventy two is way too cold. Guys, you guys are insane. Um, (laughs) Johnny Johnny asks us, uh, did you get any last purchases from the three DS and Wii U eShops before they went offline? No, no. Um, and then he he asked me a question, but he's but he's throwing shade at Carrie and asking me this question. Um, when am I going to accept? And and this can go to Micah too, frankly, that Square Enix isn't going to do anything with Final Fantasy VI, and are we inhaling more copium? Than Carrie is with Golden Sun. No one's inhaling more copium than I am. That's true Sun. because no because regard will. regardless of how obscure Final Fantasy VI uh, getting a remake would be, um, it's There's it, at we, least a quality port out now. Like yeah. the Pixel remaster happened. Yeah, but but no, um, I will never give up that flag, and I will there will always be a greater chance uh, that that happens than I, anything to do with Golden Sun Four um, yeah. in the future. Uh, and then Johnny asks the question that really everyone wants to know uh, as <laughs> in, in terms of Micah. Mike, Micah, noted ice cream fanatic, loves ice cream. Micah, are you trying the Juneteenth ice cream that, that Walmart is selling? 
So the great I saw the value dream. Juneteenth ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so so the one of the problems one of the problems is that it's great value, right? Like right. when I see great value, that's that's the problem. <laughs> What? That's the issue, right? June, have it being branded as Juneteenth? Whatever, yo, whatever. Okay. And now that I, I, and look, I looked at the thing and I thought it was, I thought according to the colors, I thought, oh, well, that must be the flavor, right? Like pistachio and cherry and like sherbet or some shit, right? Like, what the fuck? And then I actually look at it, red velvet red and velvet. cheesecake. Yo, that's the blackest flavored ice cream I've ever heard of. It sounds well, delicious. Okay, I have, I have a I have question. I'm 100% going to try a red velvet and cheesecake ice cream. Are you serious? I, you serious? I have a question. When did red velvet cheesecake become like a black flavor? No, 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 no. I don't. Nope, nope. Don't try to take that. Don't try to I'm take not, that. No, I mean, I, 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 have, I have always. share it. We could Genuinely share it. Look, I, I have I didn't know that that was a thing. I have listened. <laughs> I, I have listened to Tiara get hype as shit about about red velvet cake. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. I'm going to tell you, yo. I'm going to tell you. Look, we ain't got no problem sharing it. Right. Don't take it from us. yo. Don't take it from us. Like we like black people love red velvet. I, I love do, I do. red velvet. yo. I, I have every, loved red velvet. For uh, well, well, look, well, look, you black men. Because <laughs> I will. I, I feel last like time the I was evidence York, is piling up that there's got to be someone I'm related to who's of color between the last bass guitar and the red velvet cheesecake and the seasoning right. of my food. Like, right. I mean, you might as well be nicknamed Bootsy for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> last well, time I was in New York, don't I had disrespect I, Bootsy It's like that, man. I could never. <laughs> Last time I had red Vel- last time I was in New York, I had red velvet pancakes. Uh, I I am going to yeah. I'll, and look, I heard that that Walmart. Uh, well, all right. Look, so this is something that my people need to work on, right? Like like people were like, well, they stole that idea. They stole that flavor from a black chef who invented this 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 uh, red velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream. Yo, it's flavors, yo. It's flavors. Yeah. Right, like you can't like steal flavors, right? Like nobody Briars didn't steal vanilla from Turkey <laughs> Hill. You know what I mean? Like it's flavored. Say, I, the the thing, like people freak the fuck out about the Juneteenth stuff. I I am also like offended as well, but not because of like like I'm fine with Walmart celebrating Juneteenth. I'm just upset that like even Juneteenth is not not free from the fucking black touch of capitalism. Are you kidding <gasps> no, me? It's, it's the, like. <laughs> They they announced what was it last year that Juneteenth was now a national holiday, which is great and long overdue. But I was like, yo, how are we going to commercialize this shit? Like, yeah, and I guess that's my, I guess that's like where I'm not fully cynical yet. Is even me, who's a cynical asshole, didn't it didn't even occur to me that that fucking Walmart and Target would be like, you know what we could do? Oh, I knew. Of course, of course, of course. I, I didn't think it was going to be ice cream, but uh, I, yo, I knew. Yo, there's red velvet and cheesecake. I, you can just cut my foot off right now because that shit sounds <laughs> delicious. Micah, when uh, are you? When is your Juneteenth party this year? And did you get your Juneteenth lawn decorations? Yeah, that's the thing, yo. Like all these holidays, like nobody celebrates holidays, yo. Like they really don't. Like, like I guarantee you. This weekend is Memorial Day. Does anybody know what Memorial Day is actually for? Yes, I Guess know what, what? 
Yes. Guess what? It's not for selling mattresses, right? <laughs> like, like this is so. This is this is why I'm not like bent out of shape about this. Um, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Um, yeah. or you know, if you if you're really offended by it, like make them like rebrand it, but like don't get rid of that flavor, yo. That flavor sounds. Like- <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm really, like I'm really stuck on this show. Like I'm really, oh like I God. need to have, Yo, red I, I need to have like, this now. Red velvet fucks. You know what the best part about the red velvet cake is? Fucking cream cheese icing. Yeah, man. Oh my God, yo. I, mm, 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 mm. All right, man. All right. And look, uh, if you just said whipped cream, if you just said whipped cream, I'd have taken no, your black card no, no, back. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd have taken it no, back. No. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, I don't know what I talked about. You have tasted my baking before, Micah. Uh, look, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Don't be putting on airs, man. Don't be putting on airs. I, I will see you uh, next month uh, in June on the 19th. Okay. All we right. Celebrate together. We could celebrate together. <laughs> <laughs> I will make. I will make you a red velvet cake. <laughs> uh, my birthday is in July. That's that's what I'll that's what I'll take. Oh, I'll take it. All right. Uh, Cam asks, uh, what percentage chance do we give CM Punk going over Hangman Page for the AEW Championship this Sunday? I feel like that's like a 10% chance. 10%. I I haven't been um, following uh, a lot of AEW just like on the periphery. Um, I didn't even know they had a pay-per-view this Sunday. Um, I forget that Hangman Adam Page is uh, the champion uh, because his run hasn't been very memorable. Mm -hmm. Um no title has been no title run is is really memorable in AEW right now except for maybe Jade Cargill and that's only just because she's undefeated um i i don't think i don't think CM Punk is going over Hangman uh this time uh but i i think he will be a champion and i think he needs to whatever align whatever heel face alignment he is uh, he needs to go over on the opposite person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm. That's that's what CM Punk needs to do. They're actually having Hangman be the be the heel so far in this uh in this arrangement. It seems really. It's it, it's it like they're both they're both playing tweeners, but it seems like that Hangman Page has been more heelish than uh than CM Punk has been. Uh, Cam also mentions that apparently Sasha and Naomi left Raw. Uh, two hours before the show started, before they had even announced the match that they supposedly skipped out on, which is not really a good look for uh. Hmm for Vince and company. Uh, finally, rogue G asks me, uh, can you recommend a good formula one podcast? Assuming that you have one. Um, so Ricky mentions my go-to shift F one, uh, is my favorite podcast. Um, and they also, so the reason I like it, number one, it's, it has three video game personalities on it. Like it has Rob Zachney from waypoint, Daniel Dwyer from no clip and Drew Scanlon, formerly of giant bomb um, that hosts the show. So like it, if you listen to other gaming podcasts, there's a chance you might be familiar with some of the voices that you hear there. Um, and they also approach it from a very, they, they try to remember that people are coming in to listen to the show that don't necessarily follow F1 or maybe just starting to follow F1. So they, they don't talk about it in like hyper technical terms. Um, and as Ricky also mentions, they do a preseason primer episode um, every season so that you can learn like who are the drivers, like let's go over the rules, this side of the other thing and, and talk about all the basics that you might need to know before getting into F1. Um, I also listen to the mixed apex podcast, uh, which is a little bit more, 
uh, of a hardcore conversation, um, but it's pretty informative uh, and they don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, they, 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 as they say during their race reviews, they're like, we might not be right, but we're first. And and so they, they see, they seek to get it out <laughs> as fast as possible to kind of bask in the immediate reaction of the race that just was. Um, and Hey, if you're, if it's a great race weekend, uh, if you're in, if you're in racing, cause this weekend is both the Monaco grand prix, which is considered like the, uh, crown jewel of the F1 calendar, even though the race is kind of boring because the track, because the circuit sucks, but it's, <laughs> but it's the Monaco Grand Prix uh, and the Indianapolis 500 is also this weekend as well. So, and the champ and the Champions League finals this weekend. There's so much fucking great sports going on. Um, so we got that going for you. Uh, and then he said, you know, how, how's Red Bull going to do Perez dirty? So basically uh, what happened in the Spanish Grand Prix this past weekend is that uh, Perez was uh, behind his teammate Max Verstappen as Verstappen was battling George Russell for the lead. Uh, and Perez was on was faster. He wanted to pass Verstappen. The team told him no. And then later in the race, the opposite was true where Verstappen was on a faster strategy uh, and Perez was leading him. And they basically told Perez, Hey, you're not racing the same race as Max. Make sure you let him by. Uh, if you like when he catches up to you, which Perez was not too happy about, but at the same time, Verstappen is the golden goose. Perez is definitely the number two driver at Red Bull. So that's just kind of the way it goes. Unfortunately, if you're him. Trust me, he's still getting paid uh, a handsome sum to help Max Verstappen win races. So, and he finished second. So he, so he, 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 he was the Cal Naughton Jr. Uh, to to Max Verstappen's Ricky Bobby. There you go. Which is not a bad place to be. So. Uh, that's it for the show this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. As usual, uh, make sure you go to densepixels.com slash fans to join the Discord where you can submit questions to the post office every week. Uh, subscribe to this show and all the other shows in the TNP Studio stable wherever you download fine podcasts. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to us there as well. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitch at densepixels.com. Or sorry, twitch.tv slash densepixels. I can never get that one right. Uh, and then I am densepixels Brad. Terrence is at Percy 410 on Twitch. And Carrie is up. It's Carrie. Uh, and Carrie, uh, I know that the concert that I was actually planning on attending on Saturday. Yeah, well, now you can put a different date on your calendar. There you go. We, so basically, long story short, um, the BGSO was supposed to have our console war show this past Saturday. And then... Literally 20 hours before the show, we got a call from the people in charge of the center saying, hey, too bad, so sad. Uh, the air conditioning's broken. And since it's supposed to be like 96 degrees all weekend, we're shutting down the building for emergency maintenance. So we were like, fuck. So we have <laughs> we haven't announced anything yet. Um, we're still waiting on final confirmation. But currently, if you want to put something on your calendars, it looks like we are going to be downtown at the Baltimore War Memorial on saturday june 11th so if you uh want to come out and support us especially given the scrambling we've had to do over the last several days to <laughs> get this moved and rescheduled that would be swell uh and in other video game music news uh my band quick save uh will be playing bit gen gamer fest in july so that's july 30th at the auto bar and tickets for that are on sale now so and you know what? I'm also going to plug uh, Micah's Instagram if you're a fan of uh, like great photography, especially with like action figures and things of that nature. Mike is doing some good work over there. Uh, so all you have to do is follow Triskadeca underscore XIII on Instagram to check out some of his fantastic camera work that he is getting very good at. 
Well, thank you very much. I, I was, uh, I was not expecting that at all. It's, uh, it's, it, I fell down a rabbit hole during this pandemic <laughs> and, um, and, um, it, it was weird, right? Cause I, I never before had I been into like toys and stuff. And, um, and then, uh, a, a, one of these Dr. Doom toys came out and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I took a picture of it and then I was like, Oh, I could, I could make that a little better. And then you, you do some research and holy shit, right? Like there's a whole subculture that's just about this. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. So you do good work. If you ever want to borrow any of my, uh, weep shit, let me know. I actually might. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I need to, uh, I need to expand beyond the, uh, yeah. the, you know, real regular superheroes and stuff. So, well, Carrie and Mikey get to go have a nice evening uh, as Carrie's husband is playing Slay the Spire in the background, which is fantastic. Yeah, uh, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I, I could I could just tell from the briefest glimpse of like, ah, oh, Slay the Spire, which I've been playing a shitload of uh, lately. Uh, and I'm going to stay good and mad. So again, check out Look Forward this week if you want to if you want to live vicariously through our anger uh, in, yeah. with current events. So uh, until next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>